Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. It's your boy, Chuck, and as always, as always, I got shooting B-Dog with me. What's up, fellas? What up, How's what it up? going, guys? Well, man, let me tell you, if this is your first time or your returning podcast member, you have picked an absolutely incredible time to come to the show because this is a banger. We, have, we have as close to Give breaking news as you can possibly have on a weekly podcast tonight for you. Yeah, I mean, really, we kind of lucked out with this one, huh? I mean, I guess, I guess, if you want to say, it's like, I mean, you know, in terms gonna... of in terms of our our outlook for news, I think that we lucked out. Oh, you yeah, know, I mean, content sure. to talk yeah. about. As far as yeah, breaking news content, we got lucky in that. Now, did we get lucky in what just happened? That's what we're about to discuss. So, if you haven't checked Twitter in the last two hours, or for some crazy reason you don't follow a single sports reporter, you don't know this yet. So that for it's breaking news to you, a but surprise to you, if you have checked your phone. You now know the newest member of the Washington Redskins is Case Keenum. Yeah, I don't really know what to think about yeah. it, man. Um, so it is definitely it's it's uh, as my man JD would say, it's like I'm on a roller coaster of <laughs> emotions. Yeah, I gotta say, when I first heard, I was very upset. Okay, very oh, upset. Very upset. Like the, there's no like I was all caps on Twitter, man. Go look yeah. at go look at the RTGS podcast Twitter. Like I was all caps, full blown. This is absolutely terrible because, and I, I stand by what I said, only because the way it was presented initially yeah. was that this was it, man. This was the move that the Redskins right. were going to make to fix the quarterback position exactly. this offseason. Ian Rappaport himself said, "This is." the Redskins' number one quarterback priority this offseason. So when I see that as a fan and I see that it is Case Keenum, I wanted to pull a Jim Nance and flip over the chair. I agree 100%, and that's where I was, man. I was ready to just say, screw it all, burn it all down. Um, But luckily, we've waited, we've heard some of the details, and now I'm kind of in a position of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know, and yeah, that's. I think that's, Case Keenum will get you something. He'll, he'll get you some value, some value, and that's a, that's a little um, conspiracy theory we're going to talk about here in a second too, because there could be value in Case Keenum other than as a quarterback on the Redskins roster. But initially, my thought was we literally just traded for a guy who's already on our roster. Yeah. We have Case Keenum as a Redskin. He wears number twelve, and he answers to the name of Colt McCoy. To yeah. me, they are the same player, same body type, same gunslinger mentality, same everything, mobility, whatever. The only difference is durability. And what is that? That's a crapshoot, in my opinion. Like, how, how are you going to tell someone that their durability is a like personal trait weakness? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and, and that's my thing is that, you know, yeah, we could say he's durable. And let's not forget that two years ago, he almost took a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that this is a terrible move. Now, in the context of what we thought it was initially, that this was going to be our quarterback, it's a terrible move. Because it's not it's yes. not thinking forward. It's not looking toward the future. We don't really have a setup, you know, uh, to, to, to have him as the guy. That's not really what we want. But if they are using him as as – you know, trade collateral or to try and flex on Arizona and be like, look, we're not going to give you a number one pick because we've got mm-hmm. these two guys. We'll, we'll ride yeah. out these two dudes and we don't really give a shit. I'm okay with that. Again, yeah. my problem is I feel like that's giving way too much credit to the front office, man. 
Oh, absolutely. And to put context into what Shoot is saying, basically Craig Hoffman of 106 The Fan has come out and said, like, look, look, this is not the Alex Smith trade of last year. This is a business as usual. No one is overly excited. It's just like we needed an insurance policy and we got a veteran quarterback for $3.5 million, which, yes, at the end of the day, that is a great deal for a veteran quarterback because if he is cut, he will make 10 million probably. So did we get a deal? Yeah. But the way it was presented to the fan base initially was like, this is our guy. Right. And to the the skeptics out there that say, well, Colt McCoy is still hurt. Colt McCoy is not still hurt. And I, I know a lot of people are still wondering about that. Colt McCoy is ready to play week 17 and everything that Jay has said to this point at the combine at the, you know, all that stuff was that, he's ready to roll. So this move isn't a Colt McCoy still hurt move. This is a, we want to have competition move. Yeah. So I get I like, that. I think that's a smart move. I, I do. But do you want the same guy, the two of the same guys competing <laughs> against each other? I don't know. At this point in time, dude, it took many, many a year to get us quarterback situation cleared away in Cleveland. So, yeah. So here you are over there sitting all pretty. Yeah, like, quarterback. That's nice. nothing we got to worry about. We're in purgatory over here. Hashtag. Yeah, we're in purgatory. And is Case Keenan the guy to pull us out of that purgatory? Absolutely not. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, dirt cheap, yes. Motivator, sure. I don't know if he's in the locker room. I don't know what he's like, but whatever. Here to compete, all that's fine. At the end of the day, if Case Keenum is our starting quarterback, this is a terrible move, period. Yeah. Because you paid $3.5 million for a guy you already have on your roster. A guy who has to learn the offense, too, or Colt McCoy doesn't. Yes, can Colt McCoy get hurt? Sure. Of course he can, because he broke his leg in his first start of last year. <laughs> I know. But you can get Josh Johnson for 300000 You don't need to pay $3.5 million. Yeah, no, and you I, know what I'm saying? yeah, exactly right. I mean, there there are cheaper options out True. there, um, but I guess you may not like those cheap options. Again, you may not know those names. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, exactly. We, I think that again, the way you're saying it, the the way it was presented to us was terrible. But that's that's just the Redskins. I I think that this could end up paying off for us, but I'm I'm still going to be cautiously pessimistic on this one. Yeah, and I think of all people, B-Dog can relate to the cautiously pessimistic approach because he's been in it for 30 years, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, they can't get a first-round draft pick right for the last 15. So I think anyone in this room can relate. It's B-Dog. But we are so jaded as a fan base to we're at the point now where, like, I just don't believe that they are smart enough to think about it in the way of, like, we need to be able to – ensure the Cardinals don't fleece us on our first round draft pick. We need to be able to tell them we don't need to go get Rosen now. I just, I think that's giving them a little too much credit. Like you're saying, shoot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're just, they haven't shown us that they're that smart and they're that forward thinking. Um, Yeah. So why would we believe it now? I, I just don't. Yeah. You need to prove it to me for me to really believe it. And you know, Every, and like I said, I mean, this has been an evolving podcast up to the minute because it was going to start out with Rosen to D.C. That's where yeah. we were going to go initially. And then it was the let's completely and utterly bash this move and we're in complete total deep depression. And yeah. now it's me trying to come to terms with it. So as more information continues to evolve, I, you know, we have to wait to make it for a full determination. And that's the world we live in now is Twitter that I'll fire off a tweet in one second and be like, oops, <laughs> what? 
you know, I'm, I'm Larry David. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get through. Uh, let's get through free agency first before yeah. you guys react. And, and it, it you know, we may not be seeing the bigger picture. So I, I think that we'll still be part of the wait and see. Although I, yeah. you, you should be put on red alert. That that's a little worrisome. But I agree. May, and may and not, that's a, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Like. B-Dog is not even, I mean, he's a Redskins fan, but not really a Redskins fan. And even he is skeptical. Like, what does that tell you? Yeah, right. Like, but to reference, yeah, but (laughs) B-Dog is a little bit ahead of his game here with his term of asset, because there's some rumors. And again, it's rumors and we're in the rumor season right now, but the rumor, there is a rumor floating out there. That this is an insurance trade, not so much to force the Cardinals to you know give us a cheaper Rosen, but to entice them to give us Rosen. Because, for those who don't know, Cliff Kinsbury and Case Keenum were together in Houston. And if you draft a guy like Kyler Murray, what's the one thing you absolutely need? Somebody to teach him. Well, yeah, that and if he's 5'10 and 200 pounds. <laughs> you definitely need a break, backup. Then he breaks in half. You need a yeah. backup. Yeah, so, but you also need – I think Keenum can play a dual role there and play the type of mentor, not so much on yeah. the field, but how to handle you know the locker room and leadership and all Absolutely. that stuff. I think that would be good for So him. the idea is that maybe we, we got him to then ship him to the Cardinals because the Cardinals, I guess, were maybe interested in Keenum but couldn't in any way do the deal that the Redskins just did, which right. was shipped – draft picks from 2020 over and then take some of the money off of the Broncos in order to make it all work. But they still ate a lot of that contract though. Yeah. Cause and they're still, you know, they're still trying to play it off. Like they're not even officially going to draft Murray, even though it's like the worst kept secret in the NFL right now, apparently. For so real, right. that, that could, that could be a part of it. And it, and if that happens, if hey. we ship case Keenum to the, the, you know, the Cardinals in a package to get Rosen for like a second or third round pick, instead of having to give up a first, and then, then I don't know what to do because then I'm just going to have to eat my words because then yeah. we actually have a front office and that's what they're doing. Yeah, that would be that would be an A plus move, and and if they pull that off, I'll be very surprised. And I'm sure you'd be content with that as well. Oh, oh absolutely, because of course, because. Oh darn! My team has started to do smart moves now. <laughs> now we can't bitch gonna... about it on our podcast. No, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to pivot. What? Because initially I was going to tell y'all to be sure to check out Chalk Talk. You know, my new segment on YouTube where I go into more detailed analy- analysis of the Redskins. Because while we are a DMV Sports and Gaming podcast, I don't want to just overload y'all with Redskins information here. Because I know not everyone here is a Redskins fan. So. Please check that out on YouTube and like and subscribe when you're there. But now I don't know if I'm going to do it on Josh Rosen. So I'm going to have to come up with something else, I think, just because maybe a free agency thing or something, just because yeah. I have to digest more of this Case Keenum thing on if this means we are really out of the Rosen race or not. But if we are not, if we can still land him, then I think we're okay. Basically, bottom line, this is what I tweeted. I said at the end of the day, if this is not the only move we make in the quarterback room to get better, then I'm okay with it. I agree. If it if it is, they should you be destroyed worry. royally. Like because this is a terrible move. <laughs> then we tear them down. But we'll, go out there with we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, like I want the Frankenstein mob out there, like just going at them. Because if you think that Case Keenum is going to come in and solve all your problems, you're absolutely insane. Because he 
at the end of the day, is not nearly different enough from Colt McCoy to be able to say that this trade got us better today. Yeah, no, correct. I I agree. But, like, you're right, B-Dog, you're completely right. Like, everything is going to hinge on March 13th when free agency opens. That's when we're really going to see. Really, it, it really comes down to these teams who are in need of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Do they make a need? Do they go after this said quarterback or whomever they're targeting? Or do they go get other needs, plug up certain holes, and make some moves in uh, the draft? Yeah, and, and I actually want to We just have don't know th- enough, you know, yeah. to make that judgment call. We just know who's going to be available on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And we know kind of ideally who we might like to go, who our teams would like to go target, you know? Yeah, and before we transition from the Redskins, because you just said something that, of course, sparked me to remember something, and you're exactly right. And I think that's the biggest thing, is like they need to figure out what they can do elsewhere to determine the quarterback position because at the end of the day there's too much talent out there at other positions that we need help in to where you could just mortgage the farm so to speak for a quarterback right now and i right. really think that's why they don't want to give up the first the 15th pick because i don't I think, think they should i think you they can, should go out and get the best position best talent available you know? yeah you i think you're gonna hit a home run at 15 this year which is crazy because you don't normally would say that but defense whether it's pass rusher linebacker right. Safety, corner, offensive line. There's going to be receiver. Hey, There's going to be someone there that can help. Thank you for the follow, Eli. Thank you for the follow. Thank you. But, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, there's this list out there of potential free agents of that ESPN put out. And, I mean, li- listen yeah. to the name of the people who are about to hit the market. Man, this is crazy. It is crazy. And if we can get Chute to pull that up for us, because. If you get one, I'll, two, all right, so I have the tweet and with, all I have is the tweet with me. Jeremiah Rank, uh, I mean the uh, the quarterbacks. Is that the one you're talking about, or is there? No, another? there's there's another. There was a link that I sent you. It's all right. It doesn't matter. It's an ESPN link that lists the top 15 free agents. But you know, you got guys on there like Nick Foles, Landon Collins, um, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, um, it goes on and on. But oh, here we go. An NFL the, guide to free agency. I got you. I got you. Yeah, there you go. Because I think this inter- this list is very interesting. <laughs> because I don't necessarily agree with where they're ranked in any way. All right, right, so here we go. We've got top overall free agents, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Foles, Teddy Bridgewater, Trey Brown. the host. Thank you, man. Landon Collins, Trey Flowers, Quan Alexander, Earl Thomas, Tyrion Matthew, Tyrell Williams, Matt Paradis, Sheldon Richardson, Tyrod Taylor, Ezekiel Ansah, and Anthony Barr. Like, what if you can get and or any multiple players off that? Like, you're already better. Number one one target in my mind is Landon Collins, dude. If we don't go hard in the paint for him. For the Redskins, yeah, yeah, 100%. If we don't go hard in the paint for him, we're we're missing out big time. And I think they will, to be clear. Yeah, I agree. I think initially they were looking hard at the Honey Badger. I really do. Because I thought I think they wanted him last year. And I wouldn't either. That's a heck of a. That's a heck of a. You know, secondary option, yeah. but the safety yeah. market is like flush with cash. Awesome. Like our boys from you know <laughs> Entertainment Seven Twenty, you know, flush with <laughs> cash. It's like every safety is a free agent right now. Like I know, dude. I was. It's had, the right time to, hear to about need one. one. It I'm is the right time to need one. one. That is a good yeah. point, shoot. Because you can miss on your number one target, go to your number two target, miss there, still get a quality player for real. But I think. 
for Redskins fans out there, like it is an absolute no brainer. Landon Collins is 26 years old. He 25. was an all pro. Well, 25, about to turn 26, whatever. He'll be 26 by the time football starts. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Nonetheless, worth his value for his age, a target you want to go out and get. Exactly. Plus, he's a plays a position in need, like we said. Plus, he went to Alabama. Plus, he idolized Sean Taylor. I mean, what else could you want? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, at this point, it's almost a prerequisite for our safety. It's like, <laughs> if you it don't really come is. in honoring the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, then don't even show up, man. Don't even show up because yeah. your fan base, we, we expect that now. We expect you yeah. to love Sean Taylor and want to be him. Well, and because a lot of the guys <laughs> who play it now were watching him at yeah. their young when age, they, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be oh. fair, to be fair, HaHa Clinton Dix, who holds that seat right now, does idolize Sean Taylor, also went to Alabama. Yeah. And I would love a way to keep both of them. Me too. If we can have both HaHa and – um, Landon, I would love it because they are two total different types of safeties. Landon yeah. is in the box, run stopping safety. Haha likes to play way deep in the back and run all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think they would both be great assets. And if we can have all 11 starters from the University of Alabama, you know your boy is going to be happy. Oh, yeah, so, for true. sure. For sure. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting names on there for the Browns, too, B. Yeah. And the big news, you know, oh, my God. Okay. Here we go again. Cleveland has their sights on somebody who would be a great addition to the team. Uh, The rumor here in Cleveland is that the Browns have interest in signing OBJ. And I think the asking price is going to be too high. (laughs) I think it's too high. I'm afraid Cleveland is going to see it and see it as an opportunity as, yeah, man, let's go get this guy and Mm -hmm. we'll sell the farm for him and we're going to have buyer's remorse, which is... If the price is right, though, I think that that would be a good move. And I I agree that if they spend too much, it's not worth it. So let me ask, what's he worth then? That's the question I wanted Uh, to ask. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you go first, too. Man, I don't, you know, he's going to want a lot of money. There's there's no doubt about that. He His his ego is very inflated. And I agree, he, he probably commands a fair salary. But, you know, I don't know, 20 million over four, maybe three? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. So, so to clarify, it's not really – I mean, the money is a problem because you yeah. got to fit them underneath the cap. Right. But he's already under contract. So oh, yeah, okay. it's more it's, it's more about what is it going to cost to trade Acquire for him. him. Yeah. To yeah. Come to so, so it's a first-round pick, period. Like, that's it. it that yeah. and more. I mean, yeah. it is well, what that's it is. where like, I get kind of concerned. I'm, if Amari Cooper is worth the first-round pick, I mean, you can make an easy argument that OBJ is worth two. And you know his, I don't think it, yeah, and you know his agent will. And I don't, I don't think anyone's going to give up a two, two first round picks for anybody. I just don't think that's going to happen. So I think it's going to have to be a first round pick and a player. Get kind of concerned, and I, I... it's going to have to be a player or a first and a third or something. And I know you guys got that uh, offensive lineman, that, that center or guard. I don't know his name because I don't read enough about the Browns, but he's been linked to that trade. You know, because the Giants' offensive line is just they garbage. Desperately so it need would, that, yeah. It would make sense that you would could package a deal like that, but it's it's hard to tell, man, because 
you know, the Giants keep saying we didn't sign him to trade him. We didn't sign him to trade him. But then you look at, you know, Odell's social media and he's acting like he's already gone. So, oh, like I mean, he posts it's all these crazy yeah, things. Like so many other diva wide receivers yeah. in the league. And see, that's yeah. that's why I can see why you're hesitating, B, or why you're, yeah. you're cautious about it. Because he is the ultimate diva, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, he I, is going to be... He could he's going to punch the he kicking net. He could be toxic in the locker room. I'm not going to say he will be, but he very well could be. And... Uh, I just think Juice, man, we we brought him in as a one. That's not the guy we need. We need like the next like Wes Welker. Like get a nice slot guy in there, and you're good to good to go, See, man. But I think tight end is solid too. So like, yeah, and Joku, he is good. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think See, a, another wide receiver one is what we need. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking though is that Juice himself realizes after a year that maybe he's not a one, maybe he's a better two, an inside slot receiver, and you put OBJ on the outside, yeah. and a, then they can both can. thrive. If you have two ones, you know, and Baker Mayfield who feels dangerous and slings it, that's right. You know, hey, it worked for the Redskins with Pierre Garcon and Djax. So I yeah. agree, but the question is, what is where's Landry's ego at? Where's his head at? Well, see, and this is the thing: is that they're boys, though. Like, they're both from LSU. You know, they like each other. And I think that is really what it is. If yeah. anything, I think Juice is the one telling them to trade for him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. look, bro, we're, we're the on the precipice, man. Yeah. You know, we we need one more. You give me one more dynamic playmaker on the outside. We fly. And you got a Joku coming around the, the seam. And then you got right. freaking Chubb up the middle. I mean, you got an offense that's going to just – Put up thirty a game. And just Dangerous. let me let me make sure that the record states, yo, I would love to have OBJ on my squad. <laughs> yo, that would be sick. It's just a matter of but what you got. I don't want to go do the. Exactly. I don't want to go do the typical Cleveland thing and sell the farm, and then two years later we have buyer's remorse. Yeah, and and that's what we are, dude. Like honestly, like buyer's remorse, man. It's through all of sports, like. It's buyer beware. You know, you build up your reputation to hopefully get to a point where someone breaks the bank for you or whatever, and then you got to deliver. Or if you don't, you cripple a team, i.e. our boy Kirk Cousins. (laughs) He leveraged everything as perfectly as you could to get this ridiculous contract that he did not even remotely deserve. And now that team is handcuffed. You don't hear the Vikings doing anything at free agency because they have no money. Yeah, they're they're right. they're poor. He'll thank you for the follow, man. They broke. They broke. They broke. <laughs> but yeah, I mean OBJ to the Browns. It's a big rumor, and I think it would be quite interesting. I think it would be. Just, I think they're going to do something. It may not be him, but I think they're going to make a splash because they're like that team. You know, they're right. Yeah. They're they're on the upward arc, and they feel like they need to do something. And then that means we go in the draft, and we just go draft up on our line and defense. And hey, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. Put the ball. Here we come. Make a lot of non-flashy <laughs> draft picks that you just need, and go out and get somebody big that could be very good for the Browns. I think if the Browns won a Super Bowl, like they would be a nationwide earthquake just because like there would be just an eruption felt from Cleveland, and Ohio. Hear from me again, dude. I go on a one year spiritual journey across the world. Blake would be on a year long bender. We would never know what happened to him. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's other people and I don't know, man. the thing about that list, the reason why I wanted you to pull it up, like one is Le'Veon Bell truly the number one overall free agent after sitting out yeah. a year. I think He's that's kind of interesting. Year on the couch. I think that's an interesting conversation. Two, 
Teddy Bridgewater is the third. I don't know. So that that list is a little weird to me. Yeah, it seems seems a little suspect. But Le'Veon Bell is all over the. It's like I don't understand this dude. He he like yesterday he put out a video of like what if I was on the Chiefs? The Chiefs ain't paying for you, fam. Like no, (laughs) like you literally sat out a year for one of the best teams in football. Like. Say what you want, but the Steelers are a world-class organization. Yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback had a Hall of Fame receiver who's now leaving. But, you know, they are always in contention. And you left $14 million on the table because you weren't getting paid. So now you're going to try to say you're going to go play for the Chiefs, who definitely aren't going to pay you. Not e- They're not even going to come close know, to 14 I know but Trav you wants Bell to the Chiefs. Yeah, there you Trav, go. Trav definitely wants that. <laughs> Chill, Trav. It ain't happening, bro. You got The Relax. Chiefs need to take every Relax. single penny of money that they have and put it on defense. Because that, that's why they lost. is because they had literally the thir- the 31st worst defense in the National Football League. So they're going full defense in the Tom Brady off-season. just walked them in the in – the- uh, yeah, right down the, the field game, in the championship just, game. Whoop, like, right it was just through, like, touchdown, see you later, have a nice day. Cutting through, buddy. Yeah, you're going to have the best offense in the world with Patty Mahomes and Le'Veon Bell. It's not going to matter in overtime when he doesn't get the ball. Yeah. So they need sure. to go defense. And so Le'Veon Bell, you know, I just think it's so crazy that these two polarizing figures out of Pittsburgh are like, they don't know what they're leaving. Like, y'all have been in this nice little bubble in Pittsburgh. I winning know, games easily. Easy. I know, it's his division, remorse theme, man. The, the division is nothing to you. Like, yeah. you're worried about getting, like, the overall, you know, NFC, you know I mean, AFC championship. Like, yeah. you're not even worried about your division. Like, no, nah, you're about to go to the Jets. You're about to go <laughs> to like, the Titans. Find out what it's like to lose most of your games. Yeah, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Like, money is not everything. And, and then teams are like, dude, we gave you so much. Why aren't you performing? And then you're yes. like, well, your team sucks, dude. I mean, I came <laughs> It's a like, vicious cycle. It's a cycle. You're like, everybody yeah, you know. sucks. And you're like, well, buyer's remorse. Oh, yes, and that is a perfect a perfect segue to what you were saying, B, the other day. Like, buyer's remorse as far as the Phillies and Bryce Harper. Like, when he's batting 230 – you know, they're going to be booing them. Uh, you know that that thing that John Walton from the Caps said when they were in Philly last night and they put the Bryce Harper photo yeah. up on the jumbo draw, and he's like, yeah, let's see how much they're cheering when he's batting 230. Like, that was savage, and I loved every second of it, dude. But it's yeah. so true. That was savage. Like you, I'm actually going to find yeah. it and pull it up because it was so good. Yeah, because, like, what are you going to do when – this does not pan out for you and you just committed all this money and you can say the same thing for Le'Veon Bell. When you sign a 28 year old, he might, he might be younger. He may be 26, but regardless of running back at 26 is any other player really at 30. Sorry, yeah. but it's the truth. Cause they ran the brakes off of Le'Veon Bell. Like oh, they dude, gave him the ball. Anyways, when you pay him $70 million and he only is, Barely getting to a thousand yards. That's what I'm saying, yo. If it happens to AP, you better really check yourself, man. You ain't. You got some kind of crazy head in the sky expectations. Damn, that's a good point, B. Yeah, I mean, if it if it can happen to AP, it can happen to anybody. You ain't good as AP, bro. That dude's a Hall of Famer. I mean, maybe he's as good catching passes out of the backfield, but still, like, bro, come on. We've seen you hurt already with the Steelers. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. That's a good question in the chat there, Chuck. Uh, is any player worth a huge deal in this offseason? Any player, as in in this offseason particularly? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it depends on what you consider a huge deal. If you mean a huge deal by position, I do. I think there are certain players in this free agent class that will break hey, hey. the bank, you know, that will make a lot of money. I think Landon Collins is going to command a huge contract and will probably be worth it. Yeah. But if you look at the overall scope of football, at least, because we're going to show this tweet about baseball, we could talk about that too, because that yeah. is a little bit different. The longevity in baseball is different. But in football, really, the only position that is ever worth, quote-unquote, breaking the bank for is a quarterback. Like, because that's the only one that has the true length of a career of influence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he touches the ball every time. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a great receiver. You can have a great running back. You can have a lot of other things. But they do not influence the game like a quarterback influences the game. So that's really the only position to me that warrants a contract like that. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I mean, you know, again, teams can get trapped into offering positional players more money, and it yeah. happens every year, and it'll probably happen this year with Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody threw a big number at him or whatever the, whatever they had to do to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think the quarterback is really the one that does warrant it the most at, at the very yeah. least. You know, I mean, it's worth the money there. And right. yeah, I and to to acknowledge the chat, yes, I do think there are certain circumstances that a, a contract that is huge pans out and is right. And OV is the perfect example of that. Yeah, OV is one of a kind. And Baxter like, too. I mean, yeah, but that they, that wasn't like necessarily the no, most astronomical time, thing. Yeah, but it was no, long, yeah, long OV. We gave him money, and he lived up to his every oh, word. Yeah. I mean, if and anything, we so underpaid rare. him. Yeah. Oh, of course, really? in the beginning, we way that was one hell of a deal. Yeah, so he's worth it. But, I mean, yeah, he's one of a kind. So, right. But is Bryce Harper one of a kind? I don't think so because Juan Soto is already proving that. And for him to just completely go full, you know, evil, like, villain to D.C. to me. Like, Don, he didn't even, like, post a goodbye message Well, I mean, the that's fans. the thing. Like, I, I read a, an article today that was like, you know, they don't, all, all athletes don't have to do it. It's kind of corny. And I agree with that. But to immediately flip to being Philly is the greatest place in the world, like, yeah. all right, dude, first of all, it's not. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, like, no one thinks just that. got there. Like, even the people that live in Philly don't think it's the best place in the world. So, let's be no. real. I mean, they, you know, the last time I was there, it was literally trash all over the streets everywhere. And the people they have mean, good cheesesteaks. That's they about have it. good cheesesteaks. I will give good them that. Good cheesesteaks. But it's not the greatest city. And got it to, to just flip that quickly. But, again, we're gonna I'm going to show this tweet from the Caps game last night. Uh, and it's, it's indicative of the way this whole trade kind of went down and the way that there's like animosity between us now, but uh, just just watch and listen to this. Well, that was pretty unnecessary on a video board, wasn't it? <laughs> you knew that was coming up eventually. Come on, Caps in town. He, you think he was in the building? Oh. Pretty sure he's in Clearwater. I get now cringe. The welcome Bryce Harper sign up on uh, the video too. board. Probably see it again next week. Too. See how uh, welcoming they are when he's hitting 2:30 on Memorial Day. Back down now and behind the net. See how welcoming they are when he's hitting 2:30 on Memorial Day. I'm telling and you, man. Damn, that savage. is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a savage move by the Flyers to put that up on the board when the Caps are in town. Like that's just a because you know the Caps don't give a shit. Like no. let's be real, the Caps don't give a shit, but the fans are going to see that and they give a shit, and that's that's the problem. Um, that's just yeah, a direct I mean, dig at the fans, and 
Walton said it best, man. Let's see how welcoming they are when he's hitting 230. They'd be throwing batteries at him and shit. Oh, for sure. Like, I would not put it past him to boom at least one time in the first season. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to happen. No doubt. So, but to the other side of buyer's remorse, like, there is situations such as rookies coming out in the you know combine in the draft that you can feel pretty comfortable and pretty excited about without having that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. with the, the combine finishing up last week, I definitely want to talk about just some of the, the freak performances that came out of there and how really in the first time in a long time, if you have a first round pick, which is because not every team does have a first round pick because they trade them away, whatever. I do think you're going to get a player this year because there's just so many of them. Yeah, I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? we've got this footage. Uh, I've got this footage of DK Metcalf's tr- uh, thing. Uh, his dude, combine. You mean Thanos? Yeah, dude, Thanos, bro. <laughs> like, this dude is a man, okay? Like, legitimately, this guy, like, I would not want to come across him on a football field. No. A wide receiver no. that looks like a defensive end. I mean, he has 1.9 body fat. Like, I didn't even know that was humanly possible. I thought you'd be dead if you had that. Ran a 4.3340? Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, it's insane. Like, the dude and is a man. That's the exact reason why I'm hesitant for an OBJ, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. My team's got a shot to draft a dude like this, man. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Ha- but, dude, like, look at that. Dude, he's just... He, he's like sculpted Bro. like a Greek god. Like someone yeah. took, took some clay and made that dude. And now, to be <laughs> fair, like it is the underwear Olympics and everyone can look good I, at the combine. But there are certain things that are just like they're so good. <laughs> I had the same reaction as Will, though. This dude's a wide receiver. Like literally when I when I watched him run the 40, I thought yeah. he was a defensive end. Like seriously. Look at yeah. that vertical. Like, Are you kidding me? A little me? bit of like a Miles Garrett. Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Look at all the other receivers standing around him. He's like not Huge. even in the same class as them. He's not even in pads. <laughs> oh, dude, did he? Like, just pounded out 225 reps. This guy is an animal, all right? This Does dude, he need pads? Like, really? I mean, like, the dude's a rock. Like, you can just – it's insane. Holy so, exactly. Oh, ever. oh. Exactly. Like so, put him in a toga. People, you would never be able to tell. No, those people like that coming out. Like, what's it's even? He's like what? I mean, if you're, I don't know his age because I didn't look that far into it. But he's got to be nowhere older than twenty years too. old. Yeah, I mean, I would say twenty-one probably. I don't like, he's twenty-one years old. He's got a body like that, dude. That's insane, man. Like the strength, the the physical conditioning. It's just insane. And there were some other ridiculous performances, some really fast 40s, some really insane verts. But, like, if you're looking for a receiver, yeah, I don't know what corner is going to tackle that guy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. (laughs) And then to the Redskins' point, like, if you can get Josh Rosen and then with the 15th pick, if DJ Metcalf is there and you draft him, then bam, we're a totally different team. Set up, baby. Hey, you know but that again relies on a smart front office, which we do not have. So yeah, let's not so, get too ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to mention the, the combine because it is a big talk in sports this time of year. And yeah, for sure. um, I do believe that where normally I would say, don't put too much stock in it. When you see Thanos at the combine, he deserves to be mentioned on the podcast. I agree. But, you know, we are going to do something a little bit different. Tonight, fellas, we're going to do something per the request of our man, B-Dog. 
He's been waiting to flex his basketball muscles for y'all for the longest time. You know, for obviously, you know, he's a Browns fan. So if he's a Browns fan, what does that mean? Definitely he's a, a Cavs fan. Cavaliers fan. Yeah, and that's the yeah. one thing that they can always hang their hat on, regardless of whether LeBron is there or not. He's from Akron, Ohio, and he just passed MJ for fourth all time in scoring. So we got to talk about some basketball, fellas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to open up uh, with. Um, let's, I just ha- have to say congratulations to LeBron. Uh, I am a lifelong LeBron fan. I wasn't on the bandwagon when people were burning his jerseys. As salty as I was, uh, my stance so wait, on the first him, time or the second time were people burning it the first time. I get the first time, but were they burning it the second time too? No, se- second time they knew it, and and it's it's very funny because. I acknowledge the whole reason he goes to L.A. while he's breaking these records is really confusing. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't know. to do where, it in that market, though. You know? and see, and that's the thing, though, is like I don't know where the buyer's remorse is in this situation. It might be LeBron because LeBron is always the guy who's shopping the teams. He's like, I don't need to meet with you. I know. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's fair. If you acknowledge the fact that he isn't in it for championships anymore, he's in it for his mm-hmm. win, Yeah. then you know, okay, the L.A. situation just makes sense. Yeah, it makes more house, sense. House, kids enjoy it out there. We have fun time out there. I get mm-hmm. it. It's, it's really funny to say that Cleveland still would have been your best option if you were looking to win and get through the East. Yeah. Boston's now suddenly looking like a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And we have this reoccurring theme of buyer's remorse, and suddenly Kyrie is like, I need to get out fast yeah. like yesterday. And I'm like, damn it, dude. If you yeah. had just stayed in Cleveland, bro, we could have really challenged Golden State for the next five years, man. Yeah, no, that's a fair point because he, they might end up back together in L.A. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie goes to the Lakers next year. Yeah. But I think after this year and after last night specifically with him breaking MJ's record and you know listening to what all the other sports talk people are saying, which is really just FS1 sports talk because I do not listen to ESPN. <laughs> um, and if you were looking for some solid um, you know, sports talk radio during the week when you can't check the podcast because we're only once a week, a super underrated show, in my opinion, is First Things First, which is the the six thirty Eastern time slot on you know, FS1. Which you of course, tell like, no Chalk's a dad because he's the only one up watching that shit. Well, it's, I'm at work when it comes on, so you know it's, it's not kid. that crazy early. But it's Chris Carter, and um, you know you would not think it would be a good show, but I promise you, to me, it's the best one out. But you know they're talking today, and they're just saying like, look, you know. Really, at this point, it's not even so much titles, it's records. Like, he wants to chase down the all-time scoring, you know, stuff like that. And in, in that sense, I get it. You go to a team where you have to score all the points, then that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But the MJ-LeBron debate is one that's going to reign for forever, And which is, I, which is crazy that I learned today that they're really not boys at all. Like, I thought they were at least cool with each other, but apparently not. And I guess they would wear on you over years. Some what I would call friendly jabs to each other. Yeah. Jay obviously has the ego. And, you know, I heard well, something. Well, they all do. Of course they do. Right, obviously. And I heard something today, though, that really stuck with me more than anything else in this debate. And I'm an MJ guy, but I mm. love Ron, obviously, because of Ohio. But still. 
it's the rings that really solves yeah. all problems. And that, if nothing else, like, in your really struggling to figure out how to towards MJs and vice versas, that's what it's going to come down to in the end, is six rings and six visits to yeah. six championships. Yeah. Is, oh, I'm three of seven or four of eight or however you look at it. I'm, he's batting 50% in the championships. MJ was not. And yeah. more importantly, the way that MJ did it, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, he didn't have oh. to go build a super team. Now, granted, he had talent around him. I'm not going to say that he didn't, but yes, he definitely yeah. just I mean, he just did coach. it, man. He didn't have to go form the super team in Miami to do mm -hmm. it, and that to me weighs heavily. But again, I think I think that if you're trying to analyze who's the goat or whatever, I think it's just better to acknowledge that they played in different times, and mm -hmm. they're both the best of their time so yeah you know there's really no way to compare the both of them i mean the the defenses and everything was totally different when mj played uh and and why comparison is tough to yeah make. exactly i mean it was a totally different sport at that time so i don't know yeah well when you're looking at the mj era versus the, the lebron era like mj played against the best bigs in, in nba history like yeah amazingly quality seven foot defenders and yeah. he was still able to bang in the paint and do it right. so it's tough though because like do you like you're saying b do you look at the titles or do you look at the basketball player because it's, like yeah, right. if you look at the basketball player mj is a better free throw player mj is a better post player mj is a better overall just no positional player LeBron is a better athlete and just better a freak. And better ball. at, like, the star plays, you know, the ones yes. that are like, holy shit, I can't believe he just did that. I always get kind of frustrated with the comparison because I always thought he was more magic than MJ. But. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's like, why do we have to compare? Like, because what the big deal is to me, like, basketball is at its best when... Bro, okay. Basketball is... <laughs> yeah, Apex is better. Basketball was at its best, you know, when a MJ was running, and then when no, when there was no heir apparent to MJ, then LeBron comes in and basketball peaks again. And then it, the real concern is when LeBron leaves. Like, there's really no one that's undisputably coming in behind him that's yeah. going to be that type of player. So you can make arguments for certain people here or there, but their personalities don't necessarily match their play or their their certain yeah. things here or there. But at the end of the day, like generationally they're the best players of their generation and that's okay for them to be the greatest today would be kd and now i'm hearing all the new reports that he just is he's out of golden state I, he's definitely not staying yeah and and to tie it in with what, what we're talking about like for some reason you know kd is, thinks that he's better than lebron and should be better than mj and I'm like, no, like you, good, you got to pass the brawn first. Though. Exactly. You got to pass yeah. the brawn first yeah. before you can. Or at least get close to him. The way right. you pass, the right. way you pass LeBron is you stay in, you know, in Golden State and win four consecutive titles. Yeah. Why would you leave? Yeah. I mean, it's literally, you have your ticket stamped. It is the Golden State Invitational at this point. I mean, when you got yeah, going. I mean, so you the ball, dude. You don't leave the pay. You just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like. It's the same thing, like, you know, because what you're saying, B, titles, you know, six and out titles, if you win four in a row, then you have to become a part of the conversation. So why leave? Because if you leave and go to the Knicks, even if you get Kyrie to join you, like, 
you still get to build. We we saw the greatest player of our generation go to the Lakers with you know right. Lonzo Ball, who's a number two overall draft pick, and there were still some pieces there. And yes, the Lakers aren't great, and they're dumpster fire now. But either uh, way, he he proves if LeBron can't go to a new team in one year and win it all, KD and Kyrie ain't going to a new team and win it all in year one. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially so, too, dumpster fire. That's the Knicks, bro. They're twice as bad as the last place cat. I don't yeah, understand why everybody wants to go to the Knicks or like even the Knicks are a, a relevant like piece it's of conversation. I mean, I guess it, I guess again, it's in New York, but God, they're awful. And and Blake just said it. It's a basketball city, you know. As much yeah. as uh, hot, it you know, football is. I would say almost third there. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Giants and the Jets. I mean. What, what are they getting in yeah, right now? And the the Knicks in the seventies like were everything. So they're thriving, starving for a championship. But I don't know if I mean because like you're saying, it's super teams now in basketball. Like two of them alone, Kyrie and KD aren't going to do it alone. They would need to get AD there too, and then you need. To, it's just it's so ridiculous now. The NBA, it's like. It's AAU basketball. It's not professional really basketball. It's confusing, dude. It's truly, truly confusing. You see teams like Golden State, and I'm like, this really makes basketball infuriating. But then you see a stat like, oh, well, the Lakers can beat them. Lakers beat them twice. They went up to the Milwaukee, beat them twice. And you're like, the Lakers are trash. LeBron powers <laughs> improved. Then he goes and gets an injury. The Lakers are in last place. LeBron, for the first time in 10 or 12 years, might not even make the playoffs. But LeBron's still the best player in basketball. But then you have Steph. Like, it's so, so confusing. Like, yeah, it is wild, man. But. It's something to keep an eye on because it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens in that offseason. That's one thing that's going to say about basketball for sure. It's the Wild West, and so we definitely got to see what's going to happen because I think it's going to shake up drastically, and the commissioner himself knows that's bad for basketball to keep trending in the direction that it is. So we're going to see a lot of moving and shaking at the end of this season for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. But, um, you know, we just got to quickly, before we transition to our, you know, gaming and entertainment stuff, because we got some stuff we want to talk about that, we got to plug our boys, the, the one team in D.C. that can always treat us right. That's the right, Caps. man. At least, and thank God we still have the Caps, dude. Honestly, <laughs> like, you know, and we were we were talking about them a while ago, and they were kind of in a little bit of a slump, but God damn, they were hot right now. You can see their schedule right here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wins out of the last fourteen, uh, sixteen games. Excuse me. That's pretty. That's pretty good, man. Right? We're getting hot right when you want to be getting hot. Honestly. Dare we? Dare we say it though? I don't. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it yet. Let's. Yeah, the B to B. Okay, we won't say yeah, it. Yeah, well, so we have to remember. We, we have to remember. We can't fall into that caps trap, dude. Yeah, man. It is true. We fell yeah, in that. It's like here we are. We're, we're so like we're so cocky now. I know. Years, <laughs> we're so spoiled. After years and years of torment, uh, we win one, and we're points, like, yeah, we're only two points <laughs> above the Islanders. So let's not let's not count. Yeah. So, if, if I mean, obviously, this pod is pretty new, but I mean, if you know the three of us, you know we don't even like to really focus in too hard on the caps to play off because it, it's too much, man. It's just too emotional to, to really worry about it too much. But we had to say something because, man, they are slaying yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's what we needed, man. We really needed them to be killing it, man, because this is, you know, this is again, the time that you want to be getting hot. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what we did last year, and we'll touch more on it as we continue. But hopefully 
things continue in the right direction, but we're not gonna get our hopes up. We're gonna we gotta listen to B Dog and not follow into the Caps Trap. That's I right. like that link. I like that rhyme. We should hashtag that Caps Trap. <laughs> Make but, it trending. You know, as our title says, we are a gaming and sports podcast, so we're gonna talk about some gaming. But before we do that, we always gotta give our shout outs to the people that help the show go. Our sponsors. Yeah, you know, um, you guys know, you know who it is. We've already talked about them a, a thousand times, but. Gotta give a, a shout. times isn't enough. Gotta give a shout to our boys over at Catch Fish and Chill. Um, we've been in contact with the owner, and we're gonna try and get him on the podcast here pretty soon because uh, he's got some big news about the company as well. But again, please, please, uh, you know, go check them out. Get yourself yeah. some gear. Get a sticker. You know, whatever you want, man. Be sure to use our uh, code. Real Talk WCC for 20% off of your purchase. I'm going to drop the link in the chat there for you. Yeah, you can get some quality products. If you watch our stream, you usually see them, our shirts, our hats that yeah, we have. Um, but definitely something you're going to want to get in on the ground floor. And as always, if you're looking to make a trip anytime soon, please visit our Facebook page, Mouse Complainer by Jess, on um, Facebook because on Facebook. we are making some moves in that area. You know, we got some um, more authorizations coming down the line. We're about to be certified in Orlando. And if there's one thing you know about, you know, me or the Chase family as a whole, we're all huge Potterheads as well as, you know, Disney people. So I recently took a trip to Universal in December. And man, if you have not gone, you're missing out. It's got the Marvel. It's got the HP. It's got Volcano Bay. It's legit. We can hook you up. And obviously, can get you hooked up at Disney, all at no additional cost to you. Yeah. So if you're thinking about a trip, why do it yourself? Let us do it for you. It's going to be the best trip you ever go on and completely stress-free. Yeah, man. She even plans all your meals and everything, dude. It's, it is high-quality planning of the trips, so make sure you hit that up. Yeah, super legit, because if there's one thing about going on trips like that, you know, it's a vacation that you need a vacation from. It really is, because you do a lot. But if you let us help you, you can just go experience it. But, you know, <laughs> things that I'm looking forward to experiencing are some of the gaming things coming down the line, fellas. Yeah, man. So, oh, lots of gaming yeah. news uh, this Let's week. Let's go. Now, there's uh, the biggest one that we're going to start with is this new announcement by microsoft okay they're coming out with a new uh type of uh console that now relies on no discs it is all streaming it's called the project x cloud it's it's slated to be announced at e3 um but apparently the way this is going to work is you just download the games and play them through the cloud and you can play them on any device that you have you know that's already kind of a thing on xbox now they're trying to make that the entire console the question is is this going to be an addition to a disc-based console, or is this the next generation for them? And that's where the the question lies. We don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know. B, you know more about Xbox than I do. So what are your thoughts? Uh, yes. I don't know too much about this, so I'm not really the person. I actually don't have an Xbox anymore, so. Oh, well, you've owned one where I haven't. So, I mean, there you go. You're an expert, in my opinion. But I think it would be absolutely ridiculous. PlayStation for life, son? What? <laughs> Only Sony up in here, boys. Um, 
No, but I think you'd be absolutely ridiculous to just hinge your future on a streaming-based service that requires internet. I mean, I know I we live in an internet world, but yeah, if anyone knows anything about our stream, sometimes my internet is just garbage. So I, I would want, want me to pass like, comment on it. The best thing I could say about it: it's a clever idea. I don't think it's going to be practical at all, nor will it work. I think it will set the stage for what's to follow. Yeah, and I yeah, think and- I, that's where I kind of land, was what Blake is saying, is I think that this is, you know, Xbox has kind of been on the forefront of this type of stuff, and I think that this is going to be something, this is kind of indicative of where the industry is going. I don't like that, that it's going there. Um, right. And I think that if they do this in addition to a disc-based thing, where it's like a cheaper version, I'm cool yeah. with that. I think that that's a good idea. You give people more choice. But if this, if they're putting all their eggs in this basket, that's a hard pass. That's and to me, that's, that's the key. It has to be cheaper. Like if yeah. you're making this service to be, you don't need to go to the store. Everything's stored in the cloud. But there's going to be a situation where you can't play it if there's a bad storm and knocks out your internet. Like exactly. it has to be cheaper. So there's that. But the ability to play on multiple devices, I mean, that's not anything new. PS4 released their update today that lets you play your PS4 games on your iPhone. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that technology is there. And, they've, and, so, and Xbox has been doing it for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Do. And to be Android has been doing it for a while on PS4 too through secondary apps and stuff like that. Like, right. that technology has been around for years. So, to try to lynch that as a big part of like a selling point to me is just Microsoft trying to do something to separate themselves for Sony in a race that they're never going to win. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, now, again, the way that it's kind of gone, the pattern, you know, it was PlayStation, then Xbox 360, then PlayStation mm. 4. You know, could Xbox be the next thing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they have to spend mm. a lot more time in getting their their games right because right now there's no incentive to go out and buy an Xbox. Like, yeah, you're going to get Halo and Gears that you've gotten for the last three generations. Like, what else are you going to give me? Meanwhile, PlayStation's got all these first-party games. And this is a thing that I'm very interested about coming up is PlayStation is skipping E3 this year. I know this is kind of old news. Yeah. This isn't new or breaking, but E3 is right around the corner. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. does this put more pressure on Xbox and Nintendo, or does this take a lot of pressure off? Hmm. I don't know. I never thought about it that way. I think it's more of like, Sony is like, this is a waste of our time and resources, and we're not going to go to it anymore. Oh, I, mean, I like, think that's what it's more of. I don't really I don't think it's necessarily indicative of any of the other companies. I no, just I think know that, but I'm asking the question that now that Sony has made this decision, does that make does that is that going to put more pressure on Xbox and Nintendo to do something crazy and wow the crowd now that they know that X, uh, PlayStation's not there to show them up, or are they going to kind of just fall back and be lazy with it? I don't know. I think they'll stay the same as what they do every year. I just think that they don't really have a competition because Nintendo and Xbox are two total different markets. So, like, now they don't have to compete really against anybody. They're just going to go out and showcase their stuff. But I think, I mean, from everything I read in that decision that happened, Sony is just like, essentially, we don't need you. Like, why are we wasting our time? Right, we can do our own thing. Yeah, which they will, and I'm sure it's going to be lit. At least I hope it will be, and and. And this is why I'm not even all that tripping about it, because E3 last year for Sony was not good. Like, I did not enjoy their segment at all. Right. Yeah, no, Shorter two that, games, that yeah. was not good. And it has. That, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. Which is fine. It or, actually, or maybe it's just one giant conspiracy theory for Death Stranding. Who knows? I mean, actually, now that I think about it, like, maybe the reason why 
Sony's not going is because one of their main primary hyped up sessions was Bethesda. Yeah. And they hyped, you know, Fallout, you know, 76 so big and then it just flops. So maybe they're like, yeah, we don't want to do that again. <laughs> We're just going to let it yeah. speak for itself. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think that they just but, wanted to control their own uh, thing and do their own thing, which I think is probably going to be better. Um, yeah, I think so too. But, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I don't know. But um, the next. But the one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, the one thing that they talked about at E3 that is interesting is The Last of Us 2, and we yeah. finally got a release date for that, or at least it was leaked, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, this week, we we saw, there was a tweet sent out, um, somebody rele- leaked, uh, no, a retailer, excuse me, leaked, leaked The Last of Us 2 release date. It's supposedly coming in October 2019. Again, this is not official, um, but... That seems to be on pace with what a lot of people thought in the first place. So, uh, October 2019, hopefully it'll come out. I don't know. I'm very excited about it. I loved The Last of Us 1. I never actually beat oh, it. Oh, so good. Um, but I do, so do want to go back and beat it. Um, but, you know, this game is going to be sick. And that trailer that they had at E3 was freaking lit. I, like, a lot of people, you know, saw it as controversy, uh, either with, for that long kiss or for of the course. over over goriness of it you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of people crying about how gory it was i was like yo this is what i'm here for man this is exactly the kind of tone that i want from this game it's it's got to be freaking you know chaotic and ridiculous and, and overly you know violent because that's the world they live in so mm. i'm all for it man I, i'm excited about it i can't wait for this game of course it's controversial like you can sneeze as controversial that's true like that's true everything's yeah. controversial these days but yeah i I never played Last of Us One, so I don't even know. So I'm just gonna just let you all take your judgment as it is on that. It did look lit, though. I was kind of disappointed though because I thought it was gonna be some un- like new Uncharted. So game. well, I mean, it's made by the same people. So it's I know, easy to I know. So good. And that's why I thought that, but it still, yeah, it looks legit. But um, what is that gonna mean, you know, for the PlayStation landscape? Like, if this is a game that they've been hyping up for so long, and it is, you know, it's a flagship game of the PlayStation sure. Four because it was the first one was. Yeah. Does that mean we're transitioning to the end of the life cycle of that system? Yeah, I think I think that's what we're getting to. I mean, obviously, there there already been leaks about PlayStation Five, and and I think that this is going to be the last major game for the PlayStation Four. Now, I'm not, you know, they're not obviously not going to stop making games for it. But all of the developers that I've heard, Bethesda, all the big-time ones, um, that all have just released these games recently, are all already working on their games that are going to be on PlayStation 5. Like, that's the next thing for all of the major developers. So I think that this is going to be one of the last big, big-time drops on the PlayStation and 4. And I think it's very interesting you say that because the first two games of the transition from the PS3 to the PS4 was Last of Us and Black Flags. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. oh yeah yeah no yeah that would right. be that exactly would be right. that would be really wild if that's how they kicked off the Within PlayStation the Five game. Yeah. yeah that would be wild yeah yeah but I mean like what what is what is PlayStation Five gonna be like what really can you do with the graphics like at this there's point? nothing like, you could do at this point short of you know it's just like buying a new computer yeah I mean they're, they'll, they'll, gener- they'll they'll have yeah stuff. they'll have some some upgrades it'll probably run faster and easier and all that but Have you're not going to see yeah probably. you're not going to see a huge upgrade in graphics cuz really what else can they do i mean it's not a pc you know it's not yeah. you're not going to be able to run it at 180 frames per second or whatever it is so you know uh 
I don't know what it's uh, – the one thing I do hope is that they Thank have you, better for integration way. for streaming. I would like to see that. Like, hmm. some type of upgraded streaming apparatus within that would be very cool. Um, but I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah, that would make sense since the, the popularity of Twitch, like, if they want to make it easier for you to stream or whatever. But I can see other that. than little things like that, like – I don't think I'm springing for a PS5 right on release, no, like no. In, in any way. Like I'll wait, I'll wait a year or something like that. Because, yeah, you know, it's it's a nice little bundle to come out. Exactly. Wait around Christmas time when they drop something cool with the game. I'll then I'll then I'll jump on it. But yeah, I'm not gonna freak out about it. And then my PS4 will transition to the bedroom as my Blu-ray player, as my PS3 did. It's the life exactly. cycle of the system. Like, exactly. yep. like, <laughs> Your time, you, you have served me well. Thank you. you pet, pet it really now nice. Now you get to it's go like, into retirement and just watch Netflix and Hulu. We love you. You did good for good us. Thank fun. you. You know, Now just be my Netflix device with some DVD and Blu-ray Blu uh, capabilities. PlayStation no longer supports, uh, I want to say, PlayStation 3 no longer supports YouTube, maybe? Or Hulu? Hmm. It's one of those streaming services. I don't know. I got on there trying to watch Netflix. Oh, no, it was HBO Go. That's what it was. PlayStation oh. 3 no longer on HBO Go. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that it makes would sense, trigger though. me. But that's like five years into the PS4 life cycle. No, so, I know. like, I can... I can understand that. Like, I don't think the ton of people are using it for that. Most people also have a fire stick or yeah. smart TV at this point. So like, yeah. you know, as long as it lasts five years, that's fine. <laughs> I'm good. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see backwards compatibility though, just because that's something that we've been missing for such a long time. Like that would be a nice little feature, even though we never go back and actually play these old games. It would just be nice to have that as a layer to the system that's been missing for a while. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's one of the things that Xbox does have a leg up on PlayStation with is their backwards compatibility. Now, a lot of that has to do with the choices they made with regard to how the PlayStation 3 runs and the internal workings of that. So, you know, I remember when the when the PlayStation 3 came out, it was a completely different system than the PlayStation 2. So if you had one of the backwards compatible ones like I did, it was actually mm -hmm. a PlayStation 2 and a PlayStation 3 in one box. So. Yeah. You know, it wasn't efficient to do that, obviously. Um, so, you know, maybe they can figure that out in the next gen. I don't think that it'll be vastly different from four to five. You know, so I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? But, you know, we're still in the PS4 life cycle as we know it anyway. So yeah. we, we're going to have to ride it don't out. Don't take as away is. my Fortnite and we're okay. Yeah, there you go. Or, or don't let Fortnite take away your job. Uh -huh. Yeah. And that is a uh -huh. thing. That is a thing. Yeah, that, that is, that's so, a story. Is yeah. that true? No, yeah. This it is, is definitely this is a true. true story. It's 100% so, fact. If you haven't heard, there's a uh, middle school teacher, I believe, in New, Jer New York or New Jersey. I think it was Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, yeah. New York, yeah. Um, was fired from his job for playing Fortnite with his students as a way to motivate them to get better grades. Now, as a teacher... I understand the social media policies surrounding playing games with your students, particularly ones that are this young, and I get it. But it was like what middle school kids? Yeah, um, this is why I never uh, like let you know a bunch of my kids know that I stream, and, and I always tell them like, look, we can't play together while you're at school because I could get fired. So I, I understand this, but the issue is now this is in Brooklyn, New York. So imagine the, you know, it's a public school. Let's imagine the type of uh, students. Some of the there. best pizza I've ever had in my whole life. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not joking either. You know that, the, you know that the students there are uh, probably struggling. 
And, mm. you know, he I think he was a PE teacher or health class or something. And he was PE, trying yeah. to use this as a way to motivate them to get better grades. And it's not mm. like he was having gaming sessions with them where they're playing for 10 hours or five hours or whatever. They right. played for 20 minutes. That is not that is enough for one game if you last the entire time. So, mm. you know, at most they got in three games if they dropped and died right away. So, like, to use that, and the kids were all hyped up about it. They obviously improved their grades in order to do this. Right. So, the idea that this is somehow bad, I, I'm I'm shocked. Like, I can't believe it. Like, the guy is doing something outside the box to motivate a bunch of kids who are otherwise not motivated. And their asshole parents, who, you know, should have been monitoring them better in the first place, got pissed off about this. Well, if I, if I understand correctly, too, if I, I think I believe I've read that he sent home a consent form, too, or some some regard of that. Like, maybe not sent home a form, but may said something to the effect, like, make sure your parents know that this is what yeah, we're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. He told them to get parental consent beforehand. Now, it wasn't like a, it wasn't an like official. A, a paper, but he told them to tell them, like, hey, it's okay. Please, you know, please tell your parents that this is going to be a thing. Um, but to me, you know, as an educator, I, I think that this is totally wrong. I think they really, they really messed this up. Yep. Um, the guy is trying to do something to motivate his students and it worked and now he's getting punished for it. Uh, you know, I read also that he's suing the school, which I completely agree with. Sue the shit out uh, of yeah. him. All right. Take him to court and win, man, because this is below. Yeah. You know, this is hey, a well, move on. Yeah. And while, while I'm not an educator, I do work in education, but the one thing I tell all my students and. Any situation when you're dealing with anybody, get it on and get it in writing. Yeah. So if there's one thing you can say to that guy is that he should send home a form or yeah, something. But it. yeah, at I'm, least I'm send sure. Home an email or something, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he never in a million years thought that like this would be a problem. And yeah, like you said, he wasn't doing anything inappropriate, but they don't know. Like you can't go back and listen to the conversation. So there is some, you know, it's the world we live in today. But I do think he should definitely seek action because yeah, you're trying to, to motivate kids in 2019. And if that is to play one game of Fortnite with them and that works, then, then, then you should be able to do it. At least not lose your job. Like, you know, Hey, don't do that anymore, but don't yeah. get fired. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is, it is the world we live in. All it takes is one parent to call and say something and your ass is gone. So, yeah. um, you know, I wish but, that teachers got more of the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, I'm not going to go on to a whole rant about that because I am a teacher. Right. I have a lot to say, so. Get off <laughs> your slip. Let's go on to the next we'll thing. Leave it there. So, we'll yeah. Leave it there. So, the next thing and the final thing in our gaming section. This is the most the, important thing you guys could ever understand. So, the, hear this. Which is, you know, I have See stumbled this. down the YouTube wormhole in the last two weeks. Chute's well, been on the wormhole for for years. Yeah. Now, he's like, bro, I've been like, trying I'm to call, get everybody into it, but, you know. <laughs> I would call shooting and he'd be like, oh, just watching YouTube. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, who just sits around and watches YouTube? Well, now I get it. And because B Dog helped us, help me down the rabbit hole with one of the craziest fan this was, theories. Whatever I was it is the one that found this. Let's be real. Oh, sorry. Shoot. Whatever. Come on. Come on. Credit Craziest works too, man. video game theories I've ever seen. Yeah. So this guy, uh, the Tomb Portable, 14,000 subscribers. Um, has made a series of videos, as you can see here. Ridiculously amount, long, like long and many. Yeah, we're, there's, they're 38 minutes, 32 minutes, and an hour and 13 minutes. So hey, and two they're hours convincing. of content talking about how Death Stranding is actually Metal Gear Solid Zero. It has, mm. it has information taken from PT, uh, um, talking about 
links to, to previous Metal Gear games, and I got to tell you guys, after watching this, I am I am almost convinced that this is true. Like I would I not think be this shocked. Metal Gear Zero at all. Dude, and there's and, no almost in my opinion. I'm I'm all in, dude. It's definitely this yeah. is Metal Gear Zero, bro. Yeah. So if you you know if you're a Metal Gear fan as we are, go check this guy out. I mean his mm-hmm. his uh content. Now I, I gotta say I wish that he was doing a voiceover over these videos where he was saying it to you rather than having you read it because that is kind of draining. Um, so it is, there is no like voiceover it. So you got to sit there and read what he's saying, but he uses lots of clips to explain what he's talking about. Um, and it's, I mean, it's so thorough, dude, literally every single angle that you can Yo, think it'll of convince has been you. thought out. It will yeah. change your mind. If you don't know anything about it, you're like, Oh, yo, this next metal gear looks sick. Yeah, for real. Cause like, it's like he freaking did his thesis on this dude. Like he was going for his PhD in metal for gear. Real. I don't know. Because really? it's insane. And, and you can see you the know, amount of views that it has, 498,000. So people have watched this. This, this is yeah. a thing. And we're a we're spoiler-free podcast, and we don't want to give you too much of the information. But to me, from like a, an upper-level perspective, it just makes sense. Everything that went down in the past and how he can't essentially make a Metal Gear game, Yeah, this is how you do it without making a Metal Gear game. Yeah, and they even they even go into explaining why it's called Death Stranding. I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind, man. If if you it's are a Metal so Gear good. fan, get on there, check it out. I'll drop the link in the chat right now. Um, go check them out, uh, watch his videos, and then you know reach out to us because I want to hear what you guys think. If you guys watch this and you want to talk to us, hit us up on social media and then let us know, man, because I would love to hear your thoughts about how this uh this what this theory is i mean if you believe it do you not whatever the case may be let us know man reach out to us so we can continue the conversation after the pod yeah because it's wild man i mean i watched that and i was like like (laughs) this is crazy because i was honestly probably not going to buy that game just because like that's not my thing like those creepy type games yes it's scary i'm a 31 year old who gets scared yeah that's right i get scared what you gonna say about it but you're gonna have to play. When I watched it, even I thought I was like, "Well, gonna be have to play this with the lights on." But I'll play it. <laughs> you're gonna have <laughs> to do it. Dude. It's fine. It's fine. I'm man. telling it's you, fine. dude, because we're it, all here it, for you. We got your back, dude. We'll get you through this. Dude. Definitely expanded my perception of what that game was gonna be because it looks freaking nuts. And what's crazy about it too, which is what I love, and I'm all for gaming transitioning to this, is the life, the use of real life actors, like. Yeah. And that there's more possible than what has already been announced in there. And speaking of real life actors, you know, there's a supposedly, hopefully, big rumor slash announcement coming down the line for our boy Bond, James, James Bond. Bond. So our man yep. uh, Daniel Craig, who you know, I don't know what your opinion is on him. I really <clears throat> love him as James Bond. I think he's one of the best that's ever done it. Um, mm-hmm. I think he provides more of a realistic look at James Bond than any of the you know superhero types from the past where they literally cannot be hurt in any way. They just are always flawless. I love uh, how Daniel Craig you know actually bled and he I don't know it, I just liked him. But the rumor is that he's going to be replaced by your boy Cillian Murphy from Peaky Blinders, and I'm all in on that. Peaky one. I'm, Blinders. I'm all for. I that think one. it's a great choice, dude. I I love Peaky Blinders. My only thing was, I don't know, for James Bond, the transition from Daniel Craig um, to Cillian Murphy is going to be... Yeah, it's going to be a bit weird. 
it, yeah, it, it's and honestly, Daniel I think Craig. It, lo- it looks very much like a James Bond. Cillian Murphy takes a minute. You're like, yo, ball or actor? Okay, yeah, but wait a minute. It's gonna be well, like kind of like when you look back on those old ones that only did it for like one movie, and you're like, right, right, right. I don't know about that guy. And I think they need to do it for that reason. Like, I, there's other people floated out there. You know, the guy who plays Loki's been floated out there. Like, first things first, if you're gonna have a James Bond, I think it's key, key that it's a a, a British guy. Like, I need a real. English accent, not yeah. a guy faking it. Yeah, I agree. Um, two, I think the skinnier guy is actually kind of a cool take on it because you're just like you're saying, shoot, like the brute of Daniel Craig, like you're not going to be able to mimic that. So you yeah. got to go 180. Go, you yeah, got to go change the, the perception yeah, of James Bond. And to be fair, if you watch Peaky Blinders, when my yeah. man takes off his shirt, he's jacked. He's he's just tinier, but yeah. he, he's ripped up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a soldier. soldier you know he's a saying? soldier in that show. Hey, you're right. And right. He can bust some heads too, man. He will rough you up. So I think, dude, that would be a home run to me if they got him. I think that's the perfect way to to transition out of the Daniel Craig era because Craig is, yeah, you know, like I said, the the brute bond when you can switch to the more of the um, secret assassin, you know, using all his tech and yeah. crazy type bonds, but but then still kicking ass when he needs to. Yeah, but also, right. I mean, the other rumor, you know, the, the other name floated out there is Idris Elba, and I would also personally love that, also because he's British. Him. Yeah, I, I like the idea it, of it, that because it's like you said, it's totally 180 from, from Daniel Craig. Yeah. Now, Idris Elba's a big dude, too, so let's not get it twisted. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he's huge. My personal vote was Apollo from BSG. Yeah, but he's not British. I mean, he's too. And he he's too. British. He's he's he not is? big. He's not big time enough Damn. though, dude. If you you gotta get. I'm impressed. Bro. I didn't. You know gotta that get he an A lister for. Yeah, he, he, you yeah, gotta get an A lister for Bond, man. Yeah, but damn, I'm you really know. impressed that he's he's, he's actually he's, he's appearance on Straight Back right now. He he's kills playing that role the in BSG without a British accent, man. I'm shook right now. Yeah, you have to see. You have never heard him with his accent before, bro. No, It'll change. Man. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's wild. That's freaking crazy, yeah. I don't know, because you keep hearing, like, you know, Daniel Craig doesn't want to do it. Oh, you're going to need to pay me $100 million to do it. No, I do want to do it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, from everything I've read from him, like, it's not that he doesn't like being James Bond, because why would you not like being James Bond? It's, yeah. like, the most awesome character of all time. <laughs> it's just, like, I, the physicality that it's that what is done to him, like, physically. Yeah, you're I know wrong. it's, like, wearing on him. And he was saying after he shot the last one, he was like, I physically cannot do this anymore. But then they were like, yo, by the way, like, we'll pay you just a hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, um, I, cause I think they, they have to end his arc, like as his James Bond, like obviously you're never going to end James Bond's arc. Like he just never dies or whatever. Yeah. But when he took over and he did his first one, that was kind of like, like the an origin. Start. Yeah. 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 It was an origin. It's a persona, so like, man. you gotta send him off to the sunset so to speak man, obviously yeah. can't die but like do something different and then you could do another origin or another intro into a bond but i i i mean you can point to pierce brosnan and some other guys but yeah craig is my favorite bond yeah mine is pierce problem yeah see i like pierce too i like pierce too again they're <laughs> the totally Golden different <laughs> you know and it's it's i think it's really you know who you grew up with because of course sean connery is the goat like let's be Sean real, Connery. 
but yeah. those movies aren't really as good to me because they're older, you know, and we yeah. Oh, they yeah, dude. Sometimes newer is better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jumbo Jim's grape oh. scotch. Yeah, that's right. I'll take that grape <laughs> scotch. First the uh, hundred year McKenna. Dude. Yeah, and, oh. uh, and I'm with you, B, because Pierce will always hold that place in my yeah. heart because dude, the he hours that he spent. Bond, yeah. Yeah, the hours we spend on Goldeneye, like, just Looking at ridiculous. that face where he's like, well, we're about to go watch for the next few movies. It's about but to then, I know, but when you look when you look back and you watch those movies, though, like, they're good, but, like, they're not Daniel Craig good movies. And oh, I just... I, um, I have a hard time. I, I have a, some stories with the, James, the newer James Bond movies, like, having a drunken party at a drinking movie theater, so I passed out for one of them, and there was another time where... It was... so That's what like... you're saying is that you've never actually seen Daniel Craig and James Bond. Okay, gotcha. I've seen a couple more replays. I don't know. The first one for me, and then I didn't like the last one. That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, they're a darker take on the Bond series, which is what I like. You know, I like yeah. that feel of it. But, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't rely on his crazy gadgets. He just goes out and, you know, crushes. But... You know, one thing that we know for sure is going to crush that's Uh-oh. not a movie that's coming, that is basically a movie, is Game bro. of Thrones, man. The trailer bro. drop, bro. Winter crush. is freaking here, folks. We're going to watch this trailer because it Burn is too lit. If you haven't seen it yet, hold on to your butts because this shit is rocking, all right? <laughs> so here we go. We're going to jump right into it, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit afterward. I know death. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. This is Ah, damn. Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Legitimately have goosebumps, bro. They're coming. It's gonna be so good, dude. Our enemy doesn't tire. It's gonna be so good. Doesn't stop. Gendry! Doesn't feel. Mm. Great one. I promise to fight for the living. Bro. Jamie, let's go, dog. Is that Jamie, though? Looks old as fuck. Yeah, dude, you don't recognize him? I'm just saying, those are some of the theories that I saw on the internet. On the interweb. Uh, I see what you're saying. I got you, I got you. You just see the back of his head, you know. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, are, I think that's who it is. We are uh, almost a month out from this. Um, oh, it'd be good. So if you haven't, try you know catch up. 
I figured. Now's a good time, Zach. Obviously, you're not going to get them all in before the next season, but maybe by the time this season's over, you'll be have caught up, and now you can watch them all on, yeah. on demand. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think after I watch that trailer, I, I want to go back and just to refresh, but there's no way I can go back to the beginning, so I'm thinking maybe season five or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Just watch in, the last but, season again, dude. Yeah, I know. I mean, worst That'll case scenario, that's what, that's what I'm going to do yeah. is worst case scenario is that, but... You know, like there are eight episodes, so I feel like I can at least go back a little while. But oh, for sure, you can fly. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be lit, that's for sure. And it's definitely, yeah, the finality of it is what makes it even more intense. You know, it's mm-hmm. been years of building to this point. What makes it more interesting, though, is the fact that like the fact you know these are they surpassed the books so like we didn't know like when it was going to end like there was no longer a timeline there was no stamp like he's oh. going to end after season eight until we got to this point so now that we're here it's definitely going to make it even like every episode is going to just be epic intense <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and the thing i like about that too though the fact that it's diverged from the books is i don't give a shit what the books say anymore no. um no. to be honest Share that with me dude i was like oh Okay, yeah. buddy. This guy I hate George R. is the worst, the worst person of all time. Okay? Like, the dude knows that we all have been waiting for these books. Now, I started reading the books back in uh, 2011. Um, yeah, same I, here. And I read them all, uh, you know, in succession, and then I got Chalk and everybody else to read them. Mm-hmm. Then the show came out. Actually, no, the show started before I actually started reading the books. I watched the first season, then read all the books, and I was like, oh, man, I'm all in. And yep. at the time, when I hadn't read a lot of fantasy books, I was like, yo, this is the greatest thing that's ever been written. Now yes. that I've expanded my my reading, knowledge. It's, I find it knowledge. is still good. Don't get me wrong. It is very yeah. good. It is very well written. But the fact that he's making us wait so long between installments, to me, is unforgivable, man. There are yeah. writers like oh. Brian Sanderson who are releasing three different series per year. It's ridiculous, per dude. Year for three series. You can't, yeah, ridiculous. You know, if you can't get it done in eight years, I'm done with you, no. dude. I'm not reading. Yeah, no. And so, same with me. Shoot, shoot. I'll give credit where credit's due. Shoot is my book guy. Like he reads everything first, and then I just mooch off his his <laughs> his books that he buys, and I don't buy anything. I just get it all for free, so it's legit. Yeah. But to his credit, I started reading Game of Thrones without watching season one first. I was like, I'm gonna go in fresh. I want to go fresh. But then you open yeah. the first Game of Thrones book, and like the first name looks like he just went on yeah. a keyboard, and yeah. that's the name. And I was like, "What is this? I'm never going to read it." And so, great advice for anyone who who's never seen the show and wants to read the books or whatever: watch season one first, because it is pretty much word for word like yeah. book one. Yeah. It is. And if you want to go back and reread book one, because you'll know the names and stuff like that. And I they would do, do that, that for season two and for yeah. season three. Those season, first yeah. three seasons are great on. to chain watch. Yeah. Yeah. They were spot and on with the They books. do a great job to stay so true to the season. Season one was out, went back and read it, and then there was no more seasons, finished the whole thing. And then, you know, we're watching the show, and the whole time you're watching it, you're comparing it to the books, obviously. You're like, Oh, this is different, that's different, blah, blah, blah. Slowly and slowly and slowly, we get ready to catch up. And then you're just like, you have to transition your fandoms because the show has not only become better, but then they just, you know, they're going to pass them. And so now to me, I don't even care about the book. Like he can put it out. I'm never, I'm probably, I mean, I may read it eventually. Whenever. nothing I'm going to rush. I'm literally going to avoid purchasing it. Just to hurt his numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, 
these these stories were blake your dad read them correct yeah as they were getting released yes think so about he, that for a second like for he's had fans years, 30 years. cult 30 followings years for these now. books for forever and just Most wasn't famous because they're fantasy novels an active memory of him saying dude i hope this book comes out yeah and so he, you know, they've That's been between book three and four, like poor man. Yeah. And, but the fans who read him loved him and they were loyal to him and they bought his books and they read him. Yeah. And then basically he just gets to the point where those people, his true core, the just why blows them off. Have an HBO show. Literally. Yeah. He just blows them off. And luckily, luckily, the writers of the show took it, ran with it, and turned it into something freaking amazing. Way better. I mean, literally, this is one of the best shows that I think I've ever watched, um, and that's ever been, you know, really produced on TV. But, but, the problem that they've had is, again, they didn't have an ending. There's a new series Mm -hmm. about to drop, boys, where all Mm -hmm. the books are already done. Okay, It's over. The books are completed, and it is one of the penultimate fantasy series of all time if you Big haven't facts. read it and you and you don't know what i'm talking about the series is called wheel of time get your ass on audible or wherever you have to go to find it read that listen to it on audible it is one of the greatest series of all time and it mm-hmm. is about to be released on amazon as a tv show now the reason that i'm mentioning this is that the author on twitter has released the titles of the first four episodes Hit me with them because I haven't heard them. So we're going to start here with uh, episode one, okay, which is called Leave Taking. All right. Hmm. So if you remember the first book, now again, no spoilers here, but Leave Taking is the name of one of the early chapters. If you've read the books, you can kind of guess where this episode's going to go, okay? Um, But Leave Taking is the first episode. That's going to transition into uh, number two, Shadows Waiting. Shadows Waiting. So, again, if you've read the books, you can kind of guess where this is going. This is all from book one, Eye of the World. Uh, And this is really, I would say, these two episodes are going to compose about the opening quarter of the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Then on to number three, which is called A Place of Safety. All right, Mm -hmm. A Place of Safety. Again, if you've read the books, uh, you might know where this is. I kind of have an idea of where this is going to be. But again, we're about at the halfway to three quarters point of the first book with this. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, episode four, The Dragon Reborn. Oh, man, that's going to be so lit. Boy, it is going to be lit. Now, I'm telling you, I've been following this uh, through one of my favorite YouTubers, Daniel Green. If you don't know him, he's uh, like a young guy. He does book reviews. Um, mm. You know, again, like Chuck said, I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm kind of weird that way. A lot. But He's deep in the game. But uh, I've been following this because he's a huge Wheel of Time fan, and as am I. I've read it twice. I've listened to it three times. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Wheel of Time. Um, and I cannot be more excited for this. The fact that it's on Amazon, um, the fact that this guy, Rafe Judkins, is an avid Wheel of Time fan – like, he's not just mm-hmm. a guy that they hired because, you know, oh, he's a good writer. This dude is like the Brandon Sanderson level of uh, fan. of fan, where he, you know, knows every little piece of the, the work that he's adapting to TV. And I'm fully confident that this guy is going to be the dude that uh, that brings it to life. And, and if it can get anywhere near Game of Thrones, which, again, 
the story I think is better, and I think it will. Yes. Uh, it's just a you matter. You just need of how to it, hope that it it pops. Yeah. Just, and it's just a matter of there's a difference of between enjoying it, liking it, and it getting just widespread acceptance. Yeah. Right. No, it I just agree. Yeah. It's a very and niche show. market, and there's a lot of characters to keep up with. So I'm interested to see how they're going to be able to handle that. Which, if you're watching This Is Us, you better damn well be watching this shit. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, really. And, so, and, and, mosey. And to be fair, like, we just came from on, George people. R. Martin bashing sessions. So, like, we're not we're not trying to just make one sound, like, better than the other. Like, Game of Thrones is going to be a great show and will always be a great show. But I do believe that if this is done properly, not only will it be better for just the overall story but the longevity in which you can have yeah. and the, the multiple stories in which you can have with inside of it it's it can be absolutely incredible i mean we're we could be talking about like a er show 20 yeah. seasons i mean it thing. is it is 14 books so and they're so, big yeah. books so there's a lot of material there and we also didn't include the prequel stuff for the game of thrones stuff which they're obviously trying to ride that money train oh yeah they're definitely gonna do that too which yeah is gonna be and i the only reason i bring it up is that's its competition yeah and like she was saying the 14 books so if you are a book reader um it's worth your time for sure i mean i know we're asking you to make a significant investment because it is one but audible will help you get through there if you drive have any type of commute to work it is the absolute best thing you can do i promise you you'll be sucked in and when they're when it's over like I was like so depressed when it was over because it was just like a big part of yeah. you know my life at that time. It's such an amazing story, absolutely one hundred percent worth your time. But sure. you know, Amazon, it's gonna, it's gonna, they got that and they got Lord of the Rings little mini ser- show yep. that they're creating. So they're yep. they're trying to come for that HBO crown. And man, I think they got I think they got two two stories in which they can do it, especially with you know. Game of Thrones coming to an end, and as B said, with the the spinoffs, but who knows what that's going to be? You know, you, yeah. that can be a million different things. Could become the next heir apparent in the elite streaming show, Amazon Video. Yeah, well, you, you know, sky's the limit, man. It could happen. It could happen, but one we'll thing that we do on know, it. one thing that we do know that will happen is that this podcast will be back next week. You and we that. hope that y'all join us for sure. And we always appreciate y'all hanging out with us every Thursday night. For sure. Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. I know it was a little bit long one, but we had a lot to put out there for you guys to digest. So think it over, take it in, and let us know what you think. Yeah, hit us up hit on us social up on, media. Yeah, hit us up on social media. Uh, once we get the videos posted on YouTube, if you want to add the comments to the section below of that, and hit the like and subscribe while you're there, so that way you can see it. We're going to break up the videos for you, so that way if you are a sports person, you got your sports section. If you want to watch to this, the gaming section, you got that. So we know we give you a lot of information all at once. We're going to let you digest it in multiple ways, so be sure to check it out. But definitely follow us on all of our social media and always come back and check us out on stream through the week. That's for sure.